Welcome back to the second part of my heartfelt conversation with my dear friend and ADHD life coach, Michelle McIntosh. In this episode, we continue to unpack the anatomy of emotional expression and gain clarity around what resiliency actually is, diving even deeper into the intricacies of our shared experiences. Join us as we navigate this emotional terrain together. Welcome to Human AF, a podcast where we explore the unfiltered truth about life, love, loss, and all the WTF moments that come with the human experience. Each episode, you'll witness real people sharing real stories, authentic experiences, and offering wisdom through raw moments that make us who we are and who we're becoming together. When you talk about unmasking, which I don't know how you would define that process. How would you define unmasking? Is it like awareness and then it's like shedding the layers of uh, coping mechanisms? Yeah, it's, it's well, for me, in terms of ADHD, if you want to, because that's generally, oftentimes you'll see that term used for ADHD and also autism. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it was gaining an awareness that some of the behaviors or some of the things that I was doing, the way that I was living was actually a coping mechanism, was actually a part of ADHD um, and going, oh, that's wait, uh, so that's not me? This, like, what the hell? So it's like this realization. And it's, I remember when I read, I was literally in a class, online class, and I heard RSD and I'm like, I've done so much personal growth. I'm like, I, this is a term I've never heard of. What the hell? So at, in the class, I pull up the term, not knowing the shit storm that was going to come. So I pull it up and I read the thing and I just, I, I'm like, that's me that everything I read was me. Then to test my theory out, I finished the class, went in the house and I said to my husband, listen to this. And I read, I didn't tell him anything. I read it and he goes, that's you. And I'm like, thank you. So, and I just, then I was just overwhelmed with what does this mean? Well, I just saw a bunch of permission slips, right? Like, <sighs> an aware, so self-discovery, self-awareness work, it reveals truths that then you have an opportunity to either play with, choose, uh, invite others into and be like, here's what I'm learning. You know, this is that expression piece where it's not just about expressing your emotions. It's like admitting your shit with people, um, admitting what you're going through, admitting what you're learning to, to bring in a sense of community so you're not alone in it. So you have support. And in doing so, I think that gives us strength and permission to be like, when you lock eyes with your husband, you're like, okay, so I know up until now, I've been doing X, Y, and Z when you do ABC. So now I want to do LMNOP. Yeah, it's, it's like totally, and they're totally. like uh and there's eye contact it's like will you still love me if i do lmnop yeah and i think that's what that brain to me that's been so you call it unmasking so i'm learning all these terms and i'm my brain is just like that's a thing like 
I haven't named it. I just knew of the process of I'm aware of something. I need to bring my closest people in on this because that's going to, I didn't know I was doing that. You know, I didn't know I was doing that. And I, oh my God, like just the relief of like, I don't want to do that anymore. So now I've got to, yeah, for me to be able to embody something new, I've got to bring other people in, my kids, my partner, like you were talking about and have our friends, like you and I were like, are we going to be okay? Look at me in the eyeball. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and to say, I don't know if we're going to be okay on the other side of this, but let like, here's what's here now. And the heartbreaking thing is that we can't control what other people are willing to buy into, commit with, like partner with us around. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vulnerability. Being with someone for 20 years doesn't matter. All of a sudden you become aware of something and you go to change the game. They might not be ready for that. And that, that is a risk. But what if like, well, that's what I was going to say. What's also possible is that they might celebrate it. Absolutely. That they might say, finally, like my husband has said to me, Mm -hmm. Oh, finally, we we needed this. I saw these pieces of you. I know that that was, he knew from the day he met me, what was inside of me. He just, he just waited a really long time for me to figure it out myself. And well, he didn't know what RSD meant. He was like, yeah, what? He's not training. Like, no, but he knew he saw the, the diamond in the rough or whatever you want to call it. And so, you know, while you might lose people, you also might, you know, have people who celebrate it and who mm-hmm. who just are on the sidelines going yay right it's like so awesome yeah that's the re- the reward is when it when it pays off and you're and you find your people the potency of that is just like it's the best mm-hmm. but you're rolling the dice that's a part of it like i i, I want to say a part of it, that's in life and i and being expressed emotionally, being open and honest with each other is raw. Like that's where the magic happens. It's a hard sell for people that have built up coping mechanisms that they've relied on and identified with. Yeah, absolutely. When I'm working with, when I'm being worked on with somebody and I'm working with somebody else, I'm very aware now in my own self as a result of witnessing other people in the process and a piece that has really helped me unravel and untangle some of these some of these layers is or untie the untangle the knots is parts work because mm-hmm. it helps so much to see where I'm identifying my value and worth and what I'm clinging on to. So when we're talking about unmasking, it is devastating to parts of us. And if you don't have someone in your life that is aware of the grief of the precipice of that choice of deciding to do something new or to shed that skin and to say, I'm going to try and move forward in life without this coping mechanism, without this mask or facade of people pleasing. And I'm okay when I'm not really. And if you're daring to be real, like when during that um, girl's trip, it was so cool because you were like, is it okay if I'm not the cheeriest, funniest son? You were just like, I'm just, and we were like, hell yeah. (laughs) what ended up happening was as a result of you saying, I'm just not going to work harder to make y'all like me in a way it ended up making you more the person you were coping to be like, do you know what mm, I mean? Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Leap of not 
trying hard to be a better person or the one that ties everyone together and makes sure everyone's included in it. Like that relief allowed you to experience the thing that that coping mechanism was trying to like make happen or something. I don't know if that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. I was already all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, I think, I think what happened was instead of me editing, cause I, cause I, I, I kind of see, I would live my life editing myself constantly. I would read the room. I'd walk into a room and go, oh, and I, and I'd be quiet and I listen to conversation and go, oh, she doesn't like that. So I can't do that. Oh, oh, he mentioned this. Okay. And making notes, right. <laughs> being, being the good student. Exactly. And then keeping it all there so that, and so that's who I'm going to present, right? Minus all the things that people don't like and that pe people don't approve of and the whole thing. So I just, that weekend, I just said, okay, you guys, I'm just not going to do that. Unless and in just a way you essentially looked around the room and were saying to us, but you didn't actually do, but this is what, what is actually happening. Is it okay? Will you still love me? Yeah. If I'm not funny, if I'm, you know, just resting bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you are, but yes, yes. And it was, it offered us permission to do the same because mm. it opened up a totally cool conversation around the things that we do. And we're like, all right, we're all in our underwear. We don't, we weren't literally, <laughs> but essentially we're like, cool. We're like naked in a sauna together. And we're like fine with all our bits. And it was, it was a liberating moment for our group friendship in the weekend it just set the tone because you gave us permission to just be wherever we were yeah and that was it it was a beautiful weekend because it ended up being a weekend full of tears and feel full of laughter and just it was but so it was real, real. It, was it was all real, real. yeah and exactly. that's the thing so that's the the risk is not everybody might be on board the reward is what if everyone's on board because there is something about realness you know like when people are willing to be real it just has the ability to dissolve walls whether that's you being um, uh, honestly emotional like emotion uh, feeling something honestly or blurting something that you see or think and you don't need to be right and you're just like i don't know you know you're <laughs> not just yours is the thing and it's just the permission that it gives everyone to not have their shit together creates such realness that I mean, that's why I, I designed my retreats the way they are, because that's exactly what happens. We need spaces. I think that's the driver behind that experience for me to facilitate for people, because people often say this doesn't happen in the real world. Like what we're doing here, meaning there's full permission for us to get real about maybe behaviors or, or ways of coping and, and ways we are with others to just say, I mean, me as a facilitator, I'm like, listen, this is an opportunity for you to like show up, not totally different, but more real mm -hmm. and just try it on and see what happens and play, play with pieces and parts of you and just, um, just see what, what happens and make these agreements with everyone. So part of it is like, some people don't even know each other, right? Some of us, you know, at retreats, we know each other, but some are like totally new and it's like, oh God, okay. So we're making agreements with people that here's what I'm working on and here's what I'd love to experience. Because for the first half of our lives, we're often like you're people pleasing, like your story is very similar to mine, people pleasing, um, 
uh, like deep feeler, but can't express it. Like you're just, and then you get to come to this thing and be like, well, what would it be like if you didn't have to please anybody? What would it be like if you could actually like be angry or not fix, try to fix everybody in the room? What if you're not the helper here? What if you get to sit back now that you don't care about people, but what if you're not the facilitator? What if you're not the one trying to fix and, and make everything right or nice to make it nice? And the, the joy or the, it's scary, but it's like to, we've got to, we need places to embody it, to see what we can survive, like to see what's on the other side of it. Yeah. I just don't know if it's, I don't know if I would totally recommend, just go try that in your life. Just go. <laughs> Just, just after this session, just go home and just be like, I'm not doing this anymore and screw your mother-in-law or like, and just make this and like, try that on, be the bitchy daughter-in-law. Like, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas, you know, places like the Radical Acceptance Retreat or good circles of friends to be able to say, you know what? I'm learning that I do this thing and I would really like to know what it's like not to. Yeah. And have people that go, oh, we can do that. We can facilitate that. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's almost like role playing, but not. It's giving you the gift of like embodiment. Well, trying, it, trying it on with safe people, <laughs> right? It's like you're you're trying on a coat, right? It's like, oh, how do, what is this like? Do, what do you <laughs> think? And and the safe people that you try it with can go. Mm, and then you it kind of gives you information it's it's data it's data or data i don't know if you say data or data but no. um yeah it's it's yeah i wouldn't recommend just you know guns a guns a blazing all right everybody <laughs> just well, well that's the thing so i often i think i think there's a, an assumption sometimes and i i held this assumption at one time too that if I have a beef with somebody, if I've got some emotional baggage or I was hurt by someone, the assumption is I have to deal with them around it. I have to have a confrontation. I have to tell them how I feel. I have to, blah, 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 and I've got to do it perfectly. And I've got to have all my ducks in a row. And I need to be prepared. And I got to go bone up for this exam and make sure I nail it so that I get the outcome that I want. Mm -hmm. And we need spaces like circles where we can role play, say the things that we want to say, fully express ourselves, unpack our realist, rawest emotions, because I don't think it's really fair play, honestly, to just unzip our feelings on someone like unpack and barf vomit onto the table decades of emotions that they might only have been around for like one or two years for you know mm -hmm. yeah. because really our emotions are just they're stored and it can go yeah. right back to childhood so it's a lot to kind of pinpoint it on one person and think well now they're responsible them hearing me them getting it them being the giving me the perfect response of feedback for me to heal it's too much pressure on that person and on the relationship. Yeah. So we need spaces, places, people that understand process. A lot of P words there, right? To be able to play. Jesus, enough already. Um, yeah, sort of the alliteration, the, alliter the alliteration. <laughs> like, the alliteration. Um, yeah, it, it's, 
it's like practicing it, try it on like a coat. Who am I? If it has been really fun to help people embody parts of them they've never explored, like the full on raging bitch. What if you give yourself permission to just say what you think, what you feel and like unpack all of that, what you think is evil. What we hear is it's just honest. You know, it's not evil. It's just honest. If only to just feel what your body feels like on the other side of this, yeah, to see what's left, because what's left is actually what matters, not the shit you wanted to flame them with. That's the ego wanting payback. That's, and we don't need to rob ourselves from that experience. I think we all deserve that feeling of like, yeah, like sorry, on my face. I do not want to freeze frame on that, but it's like, yeah, yeah, because it looked absolutely. evil and it's like, uh, but. I think we all deserve that. There's a, a, it's sad. There's a satisfaction that we deserve, but not at the expense of, of wrecking every relationship because that's actually not what we want. There's something in us that just wants to feel fully expressed, which comes back to this emotive piece. You know, will I let myself, will we let ourselves feel? And what can come from it? And it well, is, I mean, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You say, well, I let myself feel, cause I, I feel like, well, you're feeling it anyway. Let's, <laughs> let's just really be honest. I mean, you're feeling it. You're, <laughs> you're trying to pretend you're not, you're trying to go, oh no, that's not there. And you're pay no attention to the man behind the curtain kind of thing. Um, but you're feeling it. And so it's, it's an yeah. invitation. It's an invitation to go, okay. I think I'm going to look at this and what is this? And what, yeah, like there's something, there's something about setting up what I see in my mind's eye is like being intentional about it. Respecting yourself so much as a human being with all these pieces and parts and be intentional about exploring and expressing your feelings, if only to learn, like, and you, you realize, oh, oh, that one just wanted to leave. Like you can feel the difference. It's, yeah. it's usually pretty quick and it's like I don't want to talk about it I don't even want to talk about that one because it is gone yeah. and then there's other stuff that's a bit slower more painful maybe or more like lingers and it wants you to language stuff a bit like there's all these beautiful there's something art artsy about it it's it's like the colors are mixing together and it's it's not horrific even though it does feel at times but there's moments of just poignant beauty in the process and like to be able to know and learn more about yourself in that in that process yeah that is like you can be intentional about it so you can set up what I want to say is like a rubber room you know like padded walls like that's essentially I think what the retreats began for me it was like I want a place and a space for people to it's like being in a bouncy castle you get in it's a little like you know your feet kind of sink in and you're like trying to but you could essentially run up against the wall and bounce off and you're not gonna you know get hurt and just to be like look what I can do you know like Stuart from <laughs> and all of you are doing it in the same bouncy castle so it's like you suddenly there's permission oh she's oh she just bounced off that wall okay I, I can do that <laughs> like it's just full permission to just engage and and be part of it and be in it um as wonky and as shonky as it as it feels right and more and more, I think we need spaces and places where women are in circles, where we, where it's, this is the norm. I mean, it goes right back to 
what do they say that the moment they invented the washing machine like our connection with each other broke down because we used to do our washing together and in those hours we were working side by side we were sharing stuff we were talking about our kids we were raising our kids or we were talking about our issues or just and making eye contact yeah 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 and it's yeah like how important and anchoring that is to to be supported um back in the way that we we support others and to realize that's a thing and that helps melt the walls too and so it's all happening at the same time you know but it all starts with your willingness i guess you're i don't know it always to me comes back to this willingness to just be real with yourself and then the moment you let yourself be witnessed by another well that changes the game yeah and staying curious like when mm -hmm. it comes up when you know maybe that hot wave comes up or whatever that comes up going oh huh i'm curious about that man what? i hear you and i get it i find that's more helpful in facilitation like <laughs> i need honest to god i need you or someone that is asked is please i'm hiring people i hire coaches i hire for you to be curious for me yeah and people hire me to be curious for them because I was just thinking about this last month and I, there was no curiosity. I'll tell you that right now. And this is some coming from me, which I'm like totally, I'm all yeah. over what you just said. Totally. From my perspective as a facilitator, absolutely. I'm, but I just realized now people are paying me or they hire me or they invite me in for me to be curious for them because they're in it. And that you see what I mean? Like, <laughs> I totally see what you mean. I totally see what you mean. But, and I think that goes back to the piece of just that little bit of space in between your emotion and you. Cause when in that little bit of space, you can maybe try and find that little bit of curiosity, right? It it's, it's a quote, there's a quote by uh, Victor Frankl and he is a Holocaust survivor. And he talks, he wrote the book, The Meaning for Man or something like that. I can't, sorry, I can't remember the title, but he talks about there's a, there's a space between the stimulus and the response. Mm. And in that space, there's, there's an opportunity, there's an invitation to perhaps get curious, mm. perhaps I, I would say be open and curious. And then yeah. from, from that place, you can, you can make a choice. You can, how am I going to move forward with this? So if we can find that space in between the stimulus yeah. and how I'm going to respond, get curious. Okay. What is that? Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe you're right. Maybe in that place, it's like, there was no part of you that was curious, but yeah. I'm hearing that. Yes. What he's speaking of is possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I also hear it's a privilege. And I find that very interesting. I'm like, ooh. Privilege. So, yeah. So when you were talking, I was having this dialogue go on. So I'm like, yes. And oh, privilege. Because that feels, it, right now, it feels like a privilege to have that space because a trauma response is a trauma response. And, and it can feel like you're on the back of a buck and bronco. And you're, there's no, you know, 
that space between the stimulus and the reaction, I feel like I have more space now as a result of my willingness to be on that bucking bronco to fruition, like riding the wave to shore. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's like the, the it's, t- it's like the chicken and the egg. Sorry, my words are trying to come out faster than my mouth can allow it. That I've seen it happen both ways. I have stimulus response right away because trauma response and nervous system and involuntarily emotionally shitting my pants because that's what was happening you know like I wish I had a choice but I like (laughs) because almost that can also open up the window of like why aren't I better why aren't Mm -hmm. I better at this why don't I have my shit together why don't I have that space right yeah I'm curious about the yeah I'm curious about the privilege piece because for me this Mm -hmm. Viktor Frankl guy he discovered this in the midst of concentration camps well, yeah well he was in it That's he the thing. was he completely was... in it so trauma 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 yeah. is 12 and and so for whatever reason he was able to just pause for a, even a minute second and go oh hang on I do have a little bit of choice here even though it looks like I have no choice and it feels like I have no choice. I do. There's, there is that minute space between what is actually happening and how I'm going to respond to it. I hear survival awareness. Mm. Like, uh, because where he, like, I, I'm not trying to put myself in that, in that position or, or be disrespectful in any way, but it's like, yeah. I've been in, uh, I know what he speaks of in, um, what's coming to mind is like you know sexual abuse as a child like being in that in the epicenter of it happening of you the confrontation you know what's happening or it is happening and strategizing I don't know I know it might be staring off this curiosity piece but there is an opening of like how can I respond how can I act and a conversation happening in this space of really difficult corners life can put us in. Yeah. And curiosity lives everywhere. So yes. And and I've seen it happen both ways where like I guess the reason I'm saying what I'm saying which I haven't said fully yet is that there's no wrong way to do this. Mm-hmm. But I, I see his perspective and know it to be true I see the perspective of the traumatic response is happening I'm emotionally shitting my pants and it is happening and that riding the emotion to shore feeling the sand on my feet and then sitting on the sand catching my breath and being curious about what that was like that's where curiosity will show up for me Mm-hmm. When the horse already left the barn. Sorry for all the metaphors, everybody. But I'm not sorry because it's how I roll. <laughs> and like sitting safely on shore to then to then be open. Because I was open to feeling it. But the job felt at hand felt like your job right now is to feel this shit through. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about anything else. Like tunnel vision. Just focus on moving this freight train. Right. 
it'll take you to shore. So I'm at shore. And then, and then, I mean, you've heard me, we've been here and I'm like, or you'll say, what was that? And I'll be like, oh, and I'm, I'm already rocking back and forth. Cause that's, this is where the insight will come because I've cleared the charge that was mm -hmm. ruling my world before from a traumatic response. And now it's dissipated and I have access, I have access to more information and it's coming to me in different ways, sometimes visual, sometimes audible, whatever I want to, you know, and I, yeah. and that's, that's wonderful too. And absolutely absolutely and so when you it's interesting privilege came up because i think you're right privilege with you know that person's perspective but also too there's privilege in what you just talked about the privilege to allow yourself to move because in some instances you can't that's the thing so that's where yeah. we've got to look at situation and circumstance to remove the guilt, blame, shame of us not being able to do it sooner. Like mm -hmm. you talking about that part of you that was like, oh, I look back and I see the grief. And it's like, was that even possible though? Like when you, if you give yourself the grace to go back and sit with that version of you at 20, 30, whatever, and really take a look around and be like, oh yeah, no, that, was, that, was, that was so far away from us right now. Like that is miles away from where we are. We're not accessing that, not even near it. So to no longer hold that, you know, it, it doesn't like you have a rich fill of grief, but grief, um, hmm, we're going to get into another conversation here. Loss is allowing the feelings to move through. It's like where the bottom falls out and you let, you just let it go. Like you're in full, just loss. Grief is where you kind of want to grab on a little bit and you just want to like, <laughs> you're kind of arguing with it and tussling and, and acting as though you could have and you know, we had a choice and like, that's a maiming. You're just hitting every branch on the way down. And so that's sliding in for us to talk about. I always loved that distinction. That distinction really helped me mm. that loss and grief are different. Loss is actually letting us feel that loss, the, the floor coming out and just falling. And grief is hanging on every branch of like, I could have talked, I should have said this. And I could have done that and our hands are getting all cut up and stuff and we're bruised and battered. The, when, after I was talking about that, the being on the shore, the third, the, the other one is, so when I say I've seen it the other way, which is that curiosity piece where there's being a stimulus, then there's some space to be curious and then a response. The moments I've been very curious of the, or very consciously aware of that order has been a result of my willingness to do the previous. Mm. So the less emotional clutter I carry mm. that I, you know, yeah. yeah, that's the privilege I receive as that's the reward yeah. that I get is that moving forward, I have more, I have access and more space to wonder. Yeah. That's curiousness because I've learned or had many micro deaths along the way to know yeah. I can survive and to trust yeah. the process. Yeah. And to know that I am not the situation. So my worth and value aren't on the table. So I have privilege to say, well, what else might this be? And to invite new information, you know, or like yep. it's like 
be resourceful in a way that doesn't always make me the reason or the cause. It's not saying I'm not up for being, you know, accountable for whatever I've done or how I've impacted somebody. But that used to be the first place I go. The assumption that RSD, I think, comes with RSD is that I am wrong. I've done something. It's me. Mm-hmm. That I think stems from childhood trauma and yeah. no one slowing down to say, oh, hang on, little one. No, that wasn't you. That was them, honey. You know, yeah. like no, that never happened to us. So the process I facilitate often is slowing that process, those moments down for and I've been there too, for us as clients getting help to be like, oh, and untangling it. And all of a sudden you see, it wasn't me necessarily. You start to be open to the fact that there was other things going on and you were the recipient of someone else's unexpressed or unexplored emotion. I mean, full circle. Yeah. And on and on we go, unless we have conversations like this and we give ourselves (laughs) permission to metaphorically emotionally shit our pants in front of each other <laughs> it's all good shitting pants is good make eye contact while we're pooping <laughs> don't look oh my god oh I my mean, god it's happening I, there were moments when we were in that and i was like will will you still like me like it was so innocent it was heartbreakingly childlike and you were like oh honey <laughs> oh Oh, honey, I was like, I was so embarrassed to say it, but it was so liberating to just say, and I was squeaking out a part of me, a part of me wants to say this, you know, because I didn't want you to think all of me thinks that. Yeah. But it was like a part of me was like, just say this because it feels so good to just say, just let her know we're scared she won't like us. Like, and, <laughs> and how that's so important to just be revealed. And in the process, I didn't realize I'm being compassionate to myself by allowing myself to admit it in front of you. Mm -hmm. We just can't do these things alone. I guess it comes down to it in a way. I mean, I opened this whole emotional awareness, like what's in behind emotions and what I've learned about them, that they aren't out to get me, that they each have perspectives and, and, and God, you know, things they'll cling on to a part that feels like, aren't you over this already and set your shit out and, has a pointed finger well that part of me versus the victim on the ground that just wants to curl up and feel how she feels and then the part that's like wringing her hands going can we all just get along (laughs) like the people pleaser and they all live inside me but they all have different emotions and and like so realizing i'm i'm not just one thing that i'm a kaleidoscope that that's where curiosity for me comes in i just Mm -hmm. get like what part of me is this which helps put a little space between ah okay I am not this awful wave I am having a wave yeah I'm having a wave and that part of me is needing x or is that part of me is whatever yeah that does that does it's interesting that does put a space between doesn't it it really does yeah I have there's one more thing I want to talk about before we go we might split this into a two-parter but the hanging on, like one thing I was, I was writing about in the last week was, well, it was introduced to me through a, a man I follow on TikTok talking about autism. He, I find, I feel really drawn to 
hearing ADHD and autism related revelations about what they're learning about themselves. Because part of me is like, like what you're describing is something I have experienced, but I, it's, it's got me wondering like, um, do I have ADHD or like, am I on some sort of spectrum? Cause I can completely relate. Um, but yet it's packaged under ADHD or autism, but it opened up this element of rumination and, and at getting attached to feelings in particular and how emotions won't leave if we don't allow ourselves to feel them through to fruition that will ruminate. There's parts of us that really don't want to go there, meaning allow the body to feel what it feels because it can feel like you've lost control. Yeah. And none of us love feeling that. Like Scott was saying to me, what's wrong with you? Why is it? He's saying, why is it so wrong to feel this way? You know, you're always telling people. And I just was like, nobody wants to feel this way. <laughs> like nobody wants to. And that's why it's just an honest, I'm not, I'm not trying to be superior or I'm above it. It's like, just no one wants it. So mm -hmm. that's all. And, and so I was just in that, in that really raw uh, shedding of skins, but I understand and have so much compassion for the parts that want to ruminate or argue with or debate um, and kind of grip onto things that happen and keep emotion alive. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I used to say, when I first started coaching with my coach, I said, it feels like something will happen. I'll have a feeling and it will like, it'll circulate. Um, it'll go round like this in my head. It'll slam up against the, the front of my face and melt down the front. And then it'll start up all over again. Mm. And then we'll just slam ourselves in the front of my forehead and it goes in and I can't get rid of it. Like, why can't I, I, it was just cyclical go around and around. And it was like thinking about it, um, arguing what, what could I have done? What I didn't realize that I was doing was almost building a relationship with the energy in my body, relating to it and arguing with it, entangling with it, dancing with it, almost as though I was doing something. So I confused feeling my feelings through with grabbing onto them and mm. dancing with them instead. Yeah. I think the part of me that danced with them made me feel at least I'm doing something like that. I was an active participant. Um, and it because, was so bad. Well, I want to yeah. ask the, I want to ask the question, what would it have meant to let it go to that's the piece. So I meet people at this space all the time and, and, it, and I just wrote and wrote and wrote um, about it because it, all this stuff was coming through because I can hear what's not being said. And I have a, a deep compassion for parts that have wanted to be useful to us during emotional times. Uh, when things feel like they're falling apart, they'll want to try and figure things out and have solutions or be angry and a pointed finger. And that wasn't fair. And, and this is rumination. This is keeping things alive. This is um, hmm, making them matter. That's what it comes mm. down to. Yeah. That um, Sorry, my eyes are closed because it's like, no, it's all good. I'm just trying to stay connected to it because that's what I learned. And that's what I learned through my sessions. Witnessing is that there are parts that don't want to give up the fight. 
They don't want to give up. They don't want to surrender. That's the thing, right? They don't want to release the emotion really. Mm. Because, and I asked my 11-year-old the other day because he's struggling with his own things. And I said, what would happen, just like you just asked me, if you did let it go? And he said, well, if I let it go, then it would be as if it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is so important for us to know that there are parts and pieces of us that are so on our side that will fight and argue and debate and just want to be in the mix of it in solidarity in loyalty yeah that wasn't fair that sucked that was awful that happened to us and just that it's like yeah you know and frothing at the mouth in support question mark right like there's an innocence in behind it that that is showing up in solidarity yeah like a good girlfriend it's like, yeah, fuck that guy. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hate them. And they're not interested in, re- in resolution. They're interested in being there for you. Yeah. And so we have pieces and parts that have set up camp at certain places in our life. And they will be like, I will forever be here for you. You come mm-hmm. back and see me anytime. And I will tell you everything that happened. And I will, oh man, we'll get yeah. the fire going. Yes, we'll roast marshmallows and all these things. But it's out of respect for what you went through. And we we love that because it makes us feel connected in a way, I think. But there's a part of us that can feel like we're doing something. At least I'm doing something. I'm talking about it again. But then there's a part of us that hears us constantly going around in circles with it and it's so tired it's like god i'm so, you ever said i'm so tired of hearing my own voice yeah and this? that reminds me a bit of of um you know my relationship with um my mother and you know i kept that alive for a very long time and you know there was a point where i said to myself you know do i really want to die on this hill because when you say i kept it alive would you well, like the anger, the anger, the bitterness, the, the, the injustice, the injustice of it all. Yeah, absolutely. And I did have that part that was like, we're never going to let this go. We are going to like, there was that part. Absolutely. Um, and then, but then there was a, I came to a point where I was like, well, do I really want to die on this hill? Do I want, is this, is this how I want this to play out? Because ultimately how is this serving me? How is this serving me? And how is this, you know, is it helping me? And so that's a very intimate conversation. I don't think I let go of that emotion. I Mm -hmm. think I, (sighs) the word that came up was compartmentalized it. I've, I've put, I, I understand it. I think I've come to, to, I've come to a place of peace with it. And so peace with, first of all, peace with not understanding why it happened. Peace with not understanding about why she's made the choices she's done and why she does what she does. I, I will never understand that. So I have to, I came to a place of peace with not understanding. And then peace with, I, I can't change it. 
So I, I just can't. So for me to just hold on to this anger, it's not serving me. It's not serving anybody. So it's, 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 I re I had to reframe it. Well, tell me, you know, come back at me if I'm off on this one, because I have a vantage point of witnessing you mm -hmm. move through this. And from my perspective, I have watched you move through the process of being with the parts of you that are angry and getting so nose to nose with it. Like when you said the word, it's understanding. Peace comes from a deeper understanding. Yeah. When there is no longer any more thread, you've reached the end of it and you've examined <laughs> the whole thread. Yeah. Yeah. And you understand it. Doesn't mean you agree with it. Doesn't mean you even like it. But there's, no more for you to understand. You know, you can see me sort of looking at it every way where you've held the the face of that part of you and you've gone nose to nose with it and just been with it and witnessed its anger and being there for it, for it to feel understood, not fixed. And that that is a process. That is an emotional process. Mm -hmm of understanding the pieces, parts, and perspectives that we hold that sometimes innocently keep us stuck or in a cycle thinking innocently that they're doing something helpful or supportive out of loyalty or in service of our sovereignty and our value and worth. Yeah. It is, it is so we will not leave a place. We will not leave an emotion. We will not let anything go. If it does, it won't leave. If it doesn't feel seen or understood, it's like reconciled. It's like when the, you know, it's like yeah. dangling participles. I don't even know math. Why do they do that? They make me say math things. And I don't even know what that means. What's like I a remainder that. where there's no <laughs> remainder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it gets to, it, it goes back into the equation until there's no remainder. And that is the process of the practice. You mentioned the word practice earlier before I think they record, but there's a practice and a process that builds fortitude and strength and resiliency and trust and faith within ourselves to, to continue growing and expanding, you know, within this, yeah, like what we're talking about, like being able to just be honest and true and authentic and whatever that means to ride those waves, but the results are these, you, you, we don't end up throwing anything away. I think there's a perception if I let it go, it's gone. And my perspective is we don't let anything go. All we do is understand things more and almost like, to me, it always feels like it comes up to the surface to be seen, known, fully understood in the moment as best as it, it's meant to in the moment. Because we can't, we're not meant to process everything all in one go. That's the other thing. There's a compassion in the process. This is like, we wish we could just get it all done. But that's, we would not love that. We don't love it anyway, even with the drip sequence that we get, you know. <laughs> um, but there's a composting, like where it, it kind of goes around and goes back into the soil in a different form that then becomes like a, a fertilizer or a compost to me that then allows more growth and more. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah so I think, the, and I think it keeps coming back. Like, you know, you've, you said you've witnessed me. We've talked about that 
specific yeah. topic many times. Every time was different because there was a layer being pe peeled back every single time. And yeah. what was, what was, you know, present in one moment was a completely different thing than, you know, what was present in another. And so it was working through those layers until that we got to the core and the core is what was the core? The core was, I don't, you know, all these things happened. I've grieved, I've felt, I've explored. I, I, I know the grief. I know that I, I understand <laughs> it. And so what I'm left with is how, how to, how to move forward. So I allowed myself to move through those pieces to the point where, you know, I was crumbled on the floor and on my knees screaming, you know, cause I was so right. Like just it wants, but I, like that's it wants to move. Yeah, exactly. That, that exactly. What you want and how long you've carried it. It can just sound brutal or dramatic, but I'm, I'm sorry. A lifetime of carrying something or even ancient stuff that feels so old. I find it so funny that the brain says, well, if I can't articulate, you know, if I can't identify this emotion to an experience, we don't get to feel it. Like yeah. I get it. And I'm, so that's why I'm glad people invite me in to be like, do you realize the agreement you've set up that for you to feel this feeling, you have to know exactly where it came from the moment it happened. Cause if you don't, well, I'm sorry, you're not entering the party. You know, yeah. it's like, you're yeah. not on the guest list. You have to stay outside and that you don't, these, these pieces and parts end up exiled out in the cold and their emotions, their energy that Jesus, like the internet, try and read the internet. It's not possible, you know, and it, it's, um, yeah, God, the brain can really get in the way of that. And, and what you spoke to a second ago is the fact that it isn't sort of a destination. Like I, I felt you leave open windows and doors for the grief and the, and the anger that you have felt and have moved through before, because yeah. you know that it's not about trying to get rid of the feeling. It's about how will I show up for it for me, how I continually show up for me in a way that is loving and supportive and kind to whatever this is, because I am a student. Like there's a humility in like realizing we are students in our own curriculum and we don't always know, you know. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, I was just talking about that I know this is odd, but in Pilates, and I was talking with that about my instructor and I said, Pilates reminds me a lot about that because Pilates is, there's, there is no destination, none. It is a practice. And every time you, I walk in that room, it is different. My body's different. There's different things here for me. Um, something might've happened. I might feel sore, whatever it is, or I might be amazing. Like I might feel really good in my body. Every time I show up to that table, to the reformer, to the class, it's different and it's a practice. And so that has also taught me in this context that this is a practice. This yeah. is not one and done. Oh, just give me the formula and I'll be good. There is no formula. It is, practicing being open practicing being curious practicing maybe finding the space between practicing 
allowing yourself to let those emotions move, practicing it with safe people, practicing on your own. What was this like? And start with small emotions. Like maybe you get angry at the socks on the floor or something. Start with that. Okay, what happens if I just let that be here? I'm pissed off. Where am I feeling it? What is happening? Where I'm feeling hot, like just allow it for a second. And the more you do that, the more you build that muscle. Well, it is. It's such a good one with Pilates because what you've learned over time is every time you show up, you're confronted with a new muscle or a not a new muscle, but in a way, yes, they're like, it's a new muscle because you've built more onto it. So it's essentially, it is new. It's not the yeah. same as it ever was. So you're just confront, you're just facing what's here. You're experiencing it and you're willing to work with it, through it, be a student to it. And also yeah be in a, a position of leadership too, to like say, well, here's what I know. And I'm going to, I'm going to apply what I've learned. So it's yeah. like this, I see like the clutch and the gas, you know, it's like this, everything's at play. And that's amazing that we're here to, we have that opportunity to do this, that these are the paints, emotions, and they're almost like the paints that we're given uh, to play with on canvas, but they're, um, they're paints that never dry and that we have every, um, like opportunity to play with them or something. I don't yeah. know. It, it is. It's like a painting. You know, I did one day, one weekend I did, it's called the painting experience. And literally mm -hmm. there was no guidance whatsoever. Here's your paint. Off you go. No. What? And it, what's and it like it, to glop it down? Exactly. What, what, what's what like if I throw this color? Water? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so interestingly enough, that reminds me of because I remember one day I showed up, I was not in the mood for anything. I was angry. I was just in, not in a mood. And I picked all the colors I hated. And that reminds me a bit about, you know, the emotions I don't want to be with. It's like, what it would be like to pick an emotion that you don't want to be with and sit in that for five minutes and go write yeah. down what it says you know, like, right. Yeah. Curious about it. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, that's what I did with the painting. Funnily enough, mm -hmm. this is going to sound really cheesy, but it's the truth. The painting that I love the most out of all of them was the one I chose of all the colors I freaking hated. Yeah. Why is that? I, it, they had to move me because I was the emotion that was coming out when I was doing that painting, he's like, you're kind of disturbing the other people. I love <laughs> so he you're moved a me a to a exactly. He moved me to a corner, but man, did it just, it allowed me to move. So even if you can use something like that to let your emotions move, right? Yeah. Anything that helps you get that emotion moving, gosh the space you can provide the spaciousness the and then that then like you said it allows for more what's the word just well you don't know you don't know what it's gonna bring you it's almost yeah. like a grab bag like when you're a kid and you're like oh 25 cents for a bag if i don't know what um and it's delightful but sometimes you're like oh i don't like that one you know i don't like this but you're like oh it's still fun like there's still something kind of fun in it. I think it wants our emotions want, they would love to be seen that way. Um, but boy, do they get, they get a bad rap, but you know, you talk about ways and, um, like that was, that's a big piece at, at my retreats is the pumpkins, you know, <laughs> totally. 
There's so, so many when ways. I the pumpkins, so I'll have retreats at different times of the year and, and the fall retreat, there's always pumpkins available. So, um, and my intuition, you know, I just get all these ideas that come about, like, how can I help people express their emotions and explore them in different ways, dynamic ways, because we are different and dynamic. We're not, everybody likes to paint. They like to write. They like to sing, dance, move, whatever, breathe. There's lots of different ways in. And so one of the exercises that was shown to me, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Give everyone a pumpkin and get them to hold the pumpkin. And they were not small. Like they were not all, they were decent sizes. And just by holding them, I was told each person is going to have a totally different reaction to what this represents in them what they want this pumpkin to be. And I gave them markers and you know anything to, to write on it if you wanted or nothing at all, but take this pumpkin into the woods, connect with whatever the, the weight of it, the bulk of it, carrying it through the woods. You had to climb over logs, <laughs> you had to climb up hills and you go sit with it. And, and then we came together afterwards and everyone had different, some people had colored like beautiful colors and swirls and all sorts of things. But then they were given the opportunity if they wanted to, to express what was important and what that journey was for them. And then what do you want to do with it? You know what? And so is this full experience from beginning to end of acknowledging what that stirred in you on an embodied level? Because you don't even know, like when you hold something yeah. heavy and you're being asked, like, and just things come up and it's delightful. It's so cool in a way to realize you've got all this stuff that's coming up. It's almost like, what I want to say is um, you become fascinating to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, not all bad stuff came out on those pumpkins. I mean, some, some of it was good. Some of it was, some of it was inspiring. Some of it, and some people didn't want to destroy them. And some people wanted to throw that shit and break it. And so what just a beautiful thing that you provided was this blanket permission for whatever was there and whatever came up for the participants to to experience and that and so it is with emotions it's it's yeah to I respect them because to write yeah. it down whether they painted so what i found so i just find fast i just find humans us fascinating and how our creativity and our curiosity all works and how it presents itself we're like art that never dries right mm -hmm. and so one woman it was celebratory because her burden was never celebrating the things that mattered to her or that like she had achieved. So that just blew me away because on the surface, myself was like, oh, it's going to be like all about pain and suffering. And you know, just, I didn't really give it that much thought, but I made it a, a quick assumption. Yeah, well, no, like, no. And it was about celebra celebration for her. And at the end, um, yeah, she wanted to do, oh, she wanted to put it in the ground. So dug a hole planted it seeds like just the the metaphor of that for her to move through that and to honor and respect and to give it the life that she had never given up before like I never like of course I'm I just know that I'm not the boss of anything in these things I'm just a facilitator and that is so inspiring to me it inspired me so much all the way through the full spectrum for people that used and allowed the the pumpkin to embody something that they were tired of carrying mm -hmm. and some people went half and half and I think, uh, I think because I was that, at that retreat and I think I threw mine in the ocean because I didn't want to destroy it. I wasn't quite ready to let those things go. So I thought, oh no, I'm just gonna, 
I'm just going to let it fly. So yeah, it was, it's so great that there were so many different, um, ways and of being with what was in there. Yeah. yeah. Of exploring and expressing. And, and I think there, what I always love witnessing is the relief that people are like, I, I thought it was going to kill me. I thought this was going to be harder. I thought you were going to have us on the floor. The whole time. We don't work like that. I don't mean me and my people. I mean, our bodies, ourselves, mm -hmm. we yeah. don't work like that. Life is not meant to be, keep your head underwater and get it all out. I'm like, have a you know, convulsion on the floor. We were not meant to be in the depths suffering. Mm -hmm. There's buoyancy. Like we're, we're, and when you understand that you can always rely on yourself to, so we were talking about the beach ball, mm -hmm. but to me, the beach ball is, is resiliency or is it's a sense of hope or like the buoyancy of spirit, the buoyancy of soul that says it's a dance yes underwater blah 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 boo, like up we go breath we got more insight and willingness to go back in because that was awesome what i just got do you know what i mean like it's like oh that was a worth it factor right there of like i might be okay like and then i'll go back in to see what else there is mm -hmm. and i just love humanity like that like i am so inspired to keep doing it myself to keep like what happened in December was to go even deeper because I, because I trust, I trust the human experience that we're not meant to be in that really awful place for very long. So stick with it. You'll see, you'll see. And the hope that comes from that, that buoyant, I am the beach ball, you know, the relief to know that I will never keep myself down that long. Like when I'm really given permission, that's the thing. When I give myself radical permission to go there or to feel, I am carried, I am supported, I am boy, I am buoyed naturally without having to control it at all. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have other people see that in each other, I have nothing to do with it. I know about it, but I can't be up there demonstrating it, but to see it in a in a divide in a diverse line of women all of different races and religions and also it's like that's something that you can't teach no you just can't teach that oh i got goosebumps on my cheeks do you remember <laughs> that, that that only happened a few times um oh my god that was so funny though can we and i tell this story about like not giving too much away but it was like just <laughs> so <laughs> There are all sorts of things that happen with that pumpkin exercise. This is why it's so true. Like we're not meant to keep our head underwater the whole time because it was, um, there were stoic moments and, and sort of very emotional moments and deep moments and, and hilarious moments. But at the end, when I think it was, you were like, I'm going to throw this, I'm going to throw this in the water. It's very sacred. And we're all, we're all very serious about it because of course, out of respect and you, you threw that thing as far as I've ever seen you throw anything and it sploosh in the water. So satisfying, just big sploosh. Yes. You know, so satisfying. And then boy, like, like, everyone thought the pumpkin would sink. Like we were like, that would be real satisfied. <laughs> the pumpkin will sink. And yes. We'll high five. And we'll just be like, I'm so, it's yeah. so complete. And then, yeah. no, <laughs> there was you and all your emotions. Boy. <laughs> in this, really like very pristine <laughs> calm water it was like idyllic and then there's this 
dumbass looking pumpkin like the and so we were all laughing so hard yeah uh, because it wasn't what we expected so the hilarity that came from that that was just like well that's life like it was just so like chef's kiss yes like and how appropriate too because i think half the stuff i wrote on there was still there for me like it's but it was with a different understanding and a different so it it was it was like we're still here but then there was this feeling of like, you're not carrying it anymore. Yes. You are fully supported and you've yeah. offered it up to the universe, the ocean, something bigger than yourself to say, please help me hold this. And, yeah. and you were relieved you. And so that wasn't lost, but then do you remember the kayakers? <laughs> Sorry, I know I've got this cough. I should be making myself laugh. But these kayakers, we were so aware they were out on the water smoking weed and they were getting lit. And um, and so we were kind of very, well, we were very aware of it in the background so we could hear stuff on the water travels very fast. And we had all finished our, some through, some buried, some placed, and it was done. And we were walking back to the vehicles in the parking lot and um, didn't, we could hear, <laughs> we could hear them going, dude, you see the pumpkin? is that a pumpkin what the hell man and like they were so freaked out and one of them was like to the shore y'all see the pumpkins and we all went i mean i said at first i was like pumpkins what there were pumpkins everywhere around these kayakers and this guy was like what and then all of you were like we don't see any pumpkins what what is going on with that guy? <laughs> we all walked back to the car, just totally stone faced. Like, and we lost it when we got back to the car. It was oh, so funny. You could so hear them. Funny. No, dude, they don't see the pumpkins. You see the pumpkins. <laughs> this is fucking weird. And we laughed so hard. <laughs> like that, that stuff happens. Like we oh. laughed so hard after that. They did not know what was going on anyway. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. I love that there's like no destination. It's like, huh, here, we, here are. we are. Here we With are. With all that we shared. Yeah. But there's a lot. I mean, if I, I don't know if there's anything after this whole conversation, where, you know, what would you want to leave people with? Just thoughts or feelings about, yeah. Uh, words. Wow, that's a. Di- I mean, the what first came. I'm going to go with what first came to <laughs> mind. I wish that everybody had someone to hold space for them, and if you don't have someone to hold space for you, um, I hope that you can be compa- find the compassion for yourself and give yourself the permission to to be who you are and to feel what you feel and to, to experience this human experience in the full spectrum. That's what I hope. And I wish I could give that holding space to everybody. I really do. And that's what I try to do with my clients. So, and my friends and my family, and, and I just want to hold massive space for whoever's listening to this to just, I'll give you permission. 
you have permission to be who you are and to feel what you need to feel and feel what's here for you now. So mm. feels a bit mushy, but yeah, that's what came up. That's what's, uh, I mean, emotions are mushy and they're yeah. soft and they're tender and they're real and they're, they're like music, you know, that that's in everything we do there. I love that. Actually. I love that idea of music and well, and even I'm just seeing like a, an orchestra with all the different instruments, all the different sounds and that none of them are out of place. I've used this before this has come up. I think it was in Chris's episode, but I've said it before, but it's just forefront right now. It's like, there's no wrong, you know, even the tuba, the tuba, even, even the tuba, that's me, even the tuba, stupid tuba, just kidding. I have no problem with the tuba. Um, like from the tuba to the clarinet, right? Like there's no emotion that's out of place. They all have a, they all have the right. And, and the permission that music allows, I don't know, for me, it is, it, it is such a beautiful the uh, vessel is of what do I want to say that allowed has allowed me to feel and experience a lot of emotion. So if that's something that you use, that's right. fantastic, right? That's another, another vessel, another way, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm remembering I did a, I, I wrote something, I wrote like a, not a workbook, but like a list of ways to express yourself. And I'll include this in the show notes. It was like a PDF. Um, that just had ideas, things that I've done with clients, things I've done at retreats, um, things I've done myself. I've, I obviously done all the things that I do at my retreats in that anyway. I practice and play with it myself. But um, but yeah, like that. There's that. There's lots of things: balloons and paint and water and all the elements and fire and burning ceremonies and like making noise and oh my god we are energetic beings and we are meant to move energy in all forms. And I think life gets very interesting. I think there's something about having a very full experience here that, that means we're here to feel all the things and dare to, and to find our people. And I, I second what you say about find your people, find community, find places and spaces. You can be more honest with yourself and with others to learn. Not, you know, isn't, we don't, we're not, we need to get out of this idea. We're here to be right or have it all together or have all the answers. That isn't what life is about. I more and more, I think life is about communing with each other, linking arms in whatever state of mind or energy that we are and to find people that we align with. And yes, there's heartbreak in that. Not everybody's <clears throat> up for it. Not everybody knows how. And realizing that it is never really about us being worthy or worth it or our value on the table. It's literally about, you know, it goes back to like people, you only meet people at their willingness to like where they're at in their healing journey or where they're at in their own self-awareness and that wants to take your value and worth off the table because it really has nothing to do with it we're all in different places and spaces and that connects us all just that truth alone that allows compassion for self and other we don't need others to be anywhere other than they are and our job becomes 
a willingness to express how we feel in the moment about whatever is showing up, whatever obstacle, whatever joy, as a learning opportunity. We're just a walking, talking university. And who knows when you do that, who knows what you're doing for the person, the other person in the room, the permission that you're giving them, right? Yeah. Yes. Like I've seen people on stage, they didn't know I was even in the audience, you know, and their willingness to go there, say a thing, feel a thing, emote. It, it gave me something they will never know, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have received that learning or that opening or the shift if they hadn't allowed themselves the grace to be real and be witnessed by me. So boy, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, is that how can people reach out to you, especially around, um, you know, navigating things like ADHD, RSD, unmasking, like peeling those layers off uh, being in the process of. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm on an Insta. I'm going to be trying be cool, even though I'm old Insta. Um, and my company name is Courageous Minds Coaching. So you can find me there. Um, I also have a blog on Medium. Um, and I think it's called ADHD and Me, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, uh, those two places and Facebook too, Courageous Minds Coaching. And yeah, I, I um, all things ADHD, all things emotions is my wheelhouse. So yeah. And that is why we are friends. That is why we are friends. Yeah, just because, no, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, (laughs) because we are so aligned and I just love how just watching all the things you've you've transmuted and like where you are right now and just how you've grown and and how you've helped me, you know, my ability to show up for people is a direct result from the work that you and I have done and the work that I've done with others to help keep my stuff clear. Not to mention the help you've, I mean, we haven't, I could talk for hours about what you've done for me, literally hours. That's what friends do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. We'll have you back always. I love having you here. (laughs) Yay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Human AF. I hope this episode gave you some food for thought and insights into this wacky human experience. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment, leave us a review, share your thoughts, and join the Convo and the Radical Acceptance Facebook group. It's a place where you can ask questions, meet your people, and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter using the link in the show notes and stay up to date with the latest episodes and news. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode.